Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. But did you know that you can join Ask the Tarot live every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern on Spotify Greenroom? That is right, live. All you have to do is download the Spotify Greenroom app and sign up for free. Or you can also use your Spotify login to join. You can click on the link in our series too or in the episode descriptions. Once you're there, follow Ask the Tarot and tune in every Thursday at 9 p.m. to hear what the tarot has to say. Hey, I'll even read your questions live. You don't want to miss that. Download Spotify Greenroom for free today and join Ask the Tarot live every Thursday. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey... Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, listeners. It is I, Michelle T, and welcome to another episode. Is it an episode? I think it is. I mean, especially for those folks who are listening later on Spotify, it's definitely an episode Welcome to it. Ask the Tarot. I will be doing live tarot readings. Um, For you listeners, all you got to do is raise your hand and I will try my darndest to get, you know, to get to you. I can't get to everyone. Um, If you want to do it anonymously, you can reach out to me on Instagram. I am at Michelle Teaz, T-E-A-Z. And you can just DM me, you know, whatever your issue is. Just DM me your ish. I won't say your name or anything. But I do want to warn everybody, again, I'm doing this every week. I'm sorry if it's boring, but there are active scammers who, as we speak, are trying to, pretending to be me and trying to get money out of very sweet people um, who want a tarot reading. So just know I will never, ever reach out to you for a tarot reading. If you want a tarot reading from me, hit me up, but I will never reach out to you. And anyone who ever does is a scammer and they're out there. Okay. Okay. So we've taken care of housekeeping. Let's Read some tarot cards. This one came into Instagram. Okay, I pulled some cards on it. It says, I have a question for the tarot. What does it look like if me and my hubby start to invite a different kind of kinky sex into our relationship? We both are still totally hot for each other, but seem bored with sex. (laughs) I love that this person's like, we seem bored with sex. (laughs) That's been my observation. it seems a little boring. Um, what happens in an LTR? Sometimes, you know, you get a little bored with sex. Sometimes you're bored with yourself. You know what I mean? Sometimes you're bored with, you know, your own bullshit, frankly. So I picked cards. I mean, you know, should you should you have a different kind of kinky sex? Of course you should. You should like always, you know, be experimenting and, and, and having a good time, right? So, but what I'm looking at here and pulling the cards is like, is this going to be the thing that like solves the we seem bored with sex problem. That's what I want to look at. Hi, Vera. Okay, so I pulled three cards from the Aquarian Tarot. And the first is the Two of Cups, which is a big love card, right? It's really sweet. And so it's like, yes, obviously have some, you know, different kinky sex, like have a good time. But then a little more down the road, there's the Nine of Rods, okay, is the middle one. Rods are wands in this. And that's where the person is a little like defensively like hiding behind, um, you know, a bunch of rods, I guess. They're wands, right? And then after that is the hermit. 
So this is very interesting. There's something, what I would say looking at this is like, obviously you guys really care about each other and love each other and love having sex with each other and are open, I think, to new sex, right? But this sort of nine of rods where it, um, the person's kind of hiding a little bit and then it's followed by the hermit. And, you know, we know the hermit, right? The hermit goes off and crawls into his cave. I'm wondering if the issue isn't so much, um, I don't know, like the kind of sex you're having. The issue is maybe something else. Like, are there parts of yourself that you're hiding from each other? That's my first question. And maybe you don't even realize you're doing it, right? Maybe there's just aspects of yourselves that you um, have always been hiding and you don't even think twice that you're hiding it with each other. But maybe it's time to look at that, you know? Is it, um, are you, is it requiring you guys to be more open to each other and see each other a little differently? Um, or maybe with some new eyes, maybe that is what, you know, will sort of put the spark back in the sex. Um, you know, the hermit is somebody who goes away and thinks about things. I don't think you need to do that. But I do think that it's telling you um, to think about this and think about it a little deeper than the kind of sex that you have. I think it's about seeing each other in a slightly different way. Um, and surely will kinky sex help that a little bit? I think it might with that two of cups, but it's not the whole story. It's not the whole answer to the problem. I really wish you and your hubby a lifetime of kinky fun sex. Okay, good luck to you. You guys, I have a hubby. Isn't that exciting? When, when I did this last Thursday, I didn't have a hubby. I had a fiance. But now I went and got married over the weekend and now I have a hubby. So, you know, I threatened that I would talk about this. Thank you, Jasmine. I threatened I would talk about it. And here I am talking about it. Um, I'll keep it to a minimum, but I will say that it was the best day of my life. It was totally freaking magical. Um, love is real. Magic is real. Love and magic are very intertwined. And um, yeah, there are pictures on Instagram if you want to go look at them, if you like looking at fucking other people's wedding pictures. <laughs> if you don't, no one would blame you. <laughs> Creep away, Venus. I welcome you all. Um, okay, let's see. Let's see who I can read for here in the room. Oh, thank you guys. Thank all of you. Okay, I'm going to uh, call here on Annika. Hi, Michelle. How are you today? Good. How are you doing? doing? Great. Thank you. And congratulations on your wedding. Um, you. So my question, um, I haven't been in a relationship for years. Um, I've had a lot of trauma in my past and it's just been something I just couldn't get back into. Um, but I'm starting to go to therapy and I'm starting to feel more interested in, in getting back out there again. Um, there is one person who I'm, I'm kind of interested in. Um, I kind of slid into their DMs. It's kind of impulsive, but I, I don't know if there's anything actually there or if it's just me just really wanting a relationship in general. Um, and so I guess my question is if, if like that's, if there is actually something real with this particular person and also just, um, Am I even really ready for a relationship yet? Relationship yet in general? Uh, I'm curious on what the tarot might have to say about that. Okay, this sounds great. All right, I'm going to. I'm really excited for you that you feel ready to get out there. I'm going to pull. Like, what does it look like? Like, is this a person? What does it look like if you go towards this person who is inspiring something in you? Um, what does it look like? 
for you? I mean, sometimes people are there just to kind of remind us that like we're alive <laughs> and, you know, we love, we, we love love and we are capable of it. And they are that, you know, catalyst that gets us out into the world. But maybe this person is more than that. So let's see what it looks like with this person. Okay. Let's see. Oh gosh, it doesn't look like this person is going to necessarily bear fruit for you. Um, the three cards that I pulled, the first one is the Knight of Discs, which I don't, you know, I mean, he's so neutral, right? He famously is the only knight um, whose all four hooves are on the ground, right? So he's really not doing anything, but he is still doing something by sitting there. So he's he can kind of go either way. I really want to see what's around him. Um and the next thing that's around him is the Queen of Cups, okay? I'm reading with the Toth deck. The Queen of Cups in the Toth deck is really obscured by steam, by these like swirly lines that are supposed to be steam. And it's about like not really, it's sort of like an emotional confusion, not being able to see things very emotionally clearly. Um, and then the final card is the Disappointment card. So that's really sealing the deal for me there with that Five of Cups that Mars and Scorpio. Um, so you know something, the, the the idea behind the disappointment card is just expectations are too high, okay? So I think it's maybe about looking at this person as like, you know, a little star in the sky to be like, oh, look, I'm attracted to people. There are people out in the world. The world is starting to open up a little bit. Like, you know, uh, good things can come for me um, in the love realm. Yes, I just picked work and the high priestess for you, for love. Um, it's not going to be with this person, but, you know, maybe just appreciate them for who they are and be glad that you're, you know, getting out of it and away from it without having to get too deep into it. Does that make sense? Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> you know, I think the overall news for love for you is good with the high priestess there, but um, yeah, just not not this guy. All right. I know. I, I I don't like giving bad news, guys. I want to be like, yes, everyone loves everyone always and forever. Um, okay. So let's see what else I have here that came into my Instagram. Okay. I got into grad school in Milwaukee, but I own a home in Los Angeles and I really want to sell my home and leave forever and be happy, LOL. Um, however, my husband wants to rent out our home in California while we are gone. I am terrified to become a landlord in Los Angeles. It feels too risky and I just don't want to do it. Can you pull some cards for a scenario of selling and some for renting? Well, I did already, you guys, but I haven't flipped them. I didn't have time to flip them. I just had time to sort of meditate on the question. And um, I'm using the Mystic Medleys. This tarot is wild. I'll put pictures of it on my uh, Instagram. It's the Mystic Medleys. What's the name of it? Vintage cartoon tarot. It's really strange and cute. So um, for selling, for selling your house, getting out of Dodge, not looking back, King of Pentacles, ooh, and the Queen of Pentacles, and the Five of Cups. Ooh, that's so interesting. There's something to be regretted, right, about that. That's that disappointment card again. Um, King and Queen of Pentacles, it's like, yes, I think, you know, you will sell it, Um You'll be, I mean, they, they, they want for nothing the king and queen of pentacles, right? So it looks like that's cool. But five of cups, there's some sort of regret. Let me see. Is it better or worse than renting? Hmm. Renting is scary to you. And that is coming through in the form of the moon. The moon is the centerpiece card here. 
Um, and yeah, it's a lot of unknowns, right? It feels too risky, she says. And sure, I mean, God, there's probably a million different things that can happen, right? Um, if you're if you're renting your house. But listen, on either side of that scary moon card um, is first of all, the King of Swords. I think that's maybe your husband. He's got the plan. The King of Swords is a man with a plan. He's very intellectual. He's sussed it out. Um, and he's not really afraid to put his plan into action at all. But on the, and then on the other side of the moon is the six of wands. It's victory. I like this better than the other one. I really do. I mean, maybe, um, I don't know what that regret is. Maybe you're like, damn, we could have used that, you know, um, we could have used that income, that passive income. Maybe you're like, oh shit, we don't want to stay in Milwaukee. Wish we could go back to LA, but now we don't have a house. You know, I don't know what the regret would be like for you, but it looks like there is a regret. I would say, in my opinion, the moon, the sun always comes up on the moon. Why is the moon so bad? Jasmine asked. Well, I know we love the moon, but the moon in the tarot represents us being really unsure and a fear of the unknown that breeds anxiety. So that's why we don't like the moon when it comes up. Um, you know, but on something like this, you're like, okay, you've got some fears to face. It looks like maybe your husband, the King of Swords, can help you face those fears. And then you guys can march into the future of victory with that Six of Wands card. I like it for you. I say do it. <laughs> okay, you've asked a stranger her mystical opinion and she's given it to you. Okay, now who is here? Who is here who would like a little reading? 80, you're up, 80. Hi, I actually messaged you on Instagram too. I don't know if you can find my message on there. Um, You know something? I know where it is. It's like in my email. I have to like screenshot it and send it to myself. Don't let me bore you with my okay. process. But if you want to just, um, you know, summarize it right here, I can pull cards for you. Absolutely. Okay. So I've been single for like over four years um, okay. and celibate majority of it as well. And I've been through a lot in my relationships and I've really been healing, doing a lot of like self-reflecting and things of that nature and just really working on what I want, like becoming the energy that I want to attract. So I met this guy and it was really random. And honestly, he was like one of those people where I felt like he was immediately out of my league. Like everything about him was like literally the things that I've been asking for. You know, so I'm just like, there's no way I'm ready for that. I'm not where I want to be in my life, but he, he's wonderful. So like, I don't know how much I should invest in him, but I, I, I really want to know how I should handle this relationship. Like right now it's super casual and we're having fun, but there's so much chemistry there. It's like hard for me to ignore it. Yeah. And then like connections sometimes take a life of their own, take on a life of their own. Right. And then like, yeah, it's walking you. Right. So let's see what happens, what you can keep an eye on. Um, all right. First, I'm going to shuffle. Like, what does it look like if you do just sort of open yourself up to him? Um, you know, have the talk, have the talk, at least with yourself, if not with the other person, but be like, okay, you know, I'm not quite ready but this has fallen on my lap. You know, maybe this is, um, you know, the universe's timing rather than my timing. So what does it look like if you're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to keep going towards this. Um, yeah. I can't ignore the chemistry. And then I'm going to shuffle right now and think, what does it look like if you sort of keep your sort of energetic boundaries that you have, right? What if you, what if you, um, in spite of the chemistry, 
just keep it as casual as you can while you give yourself um, more of this solo time that, you know, you're so thriving with and that has been such, you know, a blessing to your life. What if you keep it casual? Um, see what these two paths look like for you. Okay, so going toward, whoa, yeah, going towards him, like allowing it to become less casual and a little more serious, you got the universe card. So oh, my heart's fluttering and it's not just the espresso I'm drinking. Um, you know, the universe is wonderful. When that card comes up, I really feel like it's a big signal from the universe, right? Saying like, ding, 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 you know, you're in the right place at the right time. All is happening for a reason. And it's interesting that you're like, you know, it's happening a little too fast for you um, because you have the swiftness card here. It's the eight of wands. It is Mercury and Sagittarius. And, you know, Sag is all in. Mercury is, um, you know, how we communicate and, uh, you know, receive and communicate energies and stuff. So that looks really great. And then there's the Princess of Wands as your final card. And she's wonderful. She's going for it. She's um, allowing herself to be vulnerable. She's burning her fears on, you know, this altar. I mean, she's kind of doing a lot of self-care actually, like right in the image. Um, but she's also sort of letting her intuition lead her. She has these big um, sort of horns or antennas. They're supposed to be, you know, uh, about talking about her intuition and how powerful it is and how she's allowing herself to be led by it. So, wow, that is a really nice triptych for um, letting yourself move towards this person. And now for keeping it more casual, oh, how interesting. Um, there is a benefit to it, right? Um, that's being really affirmed uh, with your middle card for this being not the universe, but the priestess, okay? And so the priestess is a very, like, I've turned inward. This is me time, you know? Like, she's um, she's very, um, I mean, she is really a, a motif of, like, self-care, I feel like, in in our time. It's also, you got her with the two of swords, which is moon in Libra, and it's called peace in this deck. So there's something very um, introverted about these two together. It's like a closed system of yourself, but it's very nice. You know, it's like you have peace of mind knowing that like you're following. This is so accurate. <laughs> okay, good, good. But here's the thing is the final card in the keeping it cash is this card called debauch. And it's the seven of cups It's and it's Venus and Scorpio. And it just, you know, it seems to me like, I don't know, it's really, it's kind of funny because the debauch card is, um, it's like when we look towards something to, to sort of heal us or to care for us, that's like the wrong thing. And usually we see it in, an, in a situation that's more like, what if you do go towards him, right? Because then you could be like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna try to get high on this, these love vibes and then you end up feeling kind of bad and it doesn't work. But it's almost like, are you getting high on like protecting yourself um, from not getting high? But like, it's almost it's like- It's like self-sabotage. That's what that card reminds me of. Like if I, I'm going to get in my own way by wanting to be alone all the time. Yeah, it's almost like the way you can use anything in an addictive way, yeah. right? Even something that is initially good for you. You know, I'm sorry, go on. You're talking. Oh, no, no. I was just agreeing. Like, this is really speaking to me. Well, I love uh, a reading where the cards are so clear. <laughs> and when the universe card comes up, it's always very, very clear. So, yeah, you know, go towards this person. Allow yourself to be more open and, um, you know, share your, your time and yourself with him. 
Thank you so much, Michelle. Like that, very he actually now. told me he wanted to know how this was going to go because I told him about it. And so I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my gosh. Well, tell him I said hi. He's going to have like a whole, you know, chat room full of angry witches. So. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And congratulations, Michelle. Oh, thank you. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I heard somebody saying that, um, oh my God, Vera Blossom was there and at, the, at my wedding. And yeah, she was. And it's on the internet. And she looked banging in like a dream dress. Oh my God, it was so fun. Okay, but enough about me. Enough about me and my wedding. Let's see. Um, this is a really interesting question. Here we go. Last year, I started dating a sweet person. And although it's had ups and downs, overall, it's the best relationship I've ever been in. And I see this person being in my life for always, romantically or not. They live in an RV, in a tiny RV park that's queer friendly. Wait, are you kidding me? This person is living a dream. Do you, have, do you know how many like queers I know that would like, like to live in a tiny queer RV park? I know. Oh my God. Shelby loves RV queer parks. I mean, yeah. Okay. Um, I recently decided I also want to live on wheels in a tiny home. The current plan is I'll move my tiny home next to their RV. This will be the closest I've ever come to moving in with a partner. We'll have only been dating a little over a year, though we were friends a year before that. This feels good. This feels really good. Really like, you know, moving at a, at a very um, sustainable pace. I'm feeling scared of our relationship changing from too much proximity. What do the cards say about how this might play out for us? Thank you. Okay. Um, well, geez, of course your relationship's going to change. I mean, all of our relationships are going to change, you guys. Isn't it horrible? I mean, not necessarily for the worse, you know, certainly for the better. Um, but as somebody with a Venus in Capricorn, I don't want any change, frankly. I really don't. So I understand being scared of um, the relationship changing, but it will. Let's just see what that looks like for you. Let's see. Let's see what it looks like once you guys are, are in the same place in your little, like, you've been friends, and now, like, you're going to be neighbors in your little RV park. Oh, my God, this is too cute. Are you guys also seeing these people as, like, cartoon characters? I am. Oh, my God, you guys, my husband is in the chat. Holy crap. Worlds collide. Okay, let me see, let me see. What does this look like? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Fair querence, you have quite, oh, your fear of change, you got to reckon with that fear of change, okay? Um, because change is coming for you, okay? Change is definitely coming, and I don't think it's bad, but I do think it's going to be a lot, okay? Your first card here, and I'm taking I'm taking a lot of, um, of comfort from this card and a lot of meaning, and I really encourage you to also, it's the Three of Wands. Um, I've said it before. I always see the three of wands as like the minor arcana um, version of the universe because wands are about our energy, our life energy, our will, right? And with the three of wands, your will is in the, exactly the right direction. You've done all the right things. You've made the right choices, right place, right time, all of it. Like, yes, this is what is supposed to be happening. Okay. So please, please like remember that. Um, and even Google a picture of the three of wands in the Toth deck, okay? That's T-H-O-T-H. -H. 
because it's a beautiful picture of yellows and oranges and it's really lovely because your next card, my friend, is the tower, okay? And then right after the tower is the moon. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm really glad you have that virtue card there. Otherwise, I would be saying like, please um, get in your tiny house and drive in the other direction. But I do believe that these changes are going to be good for you. I just think that they're going to maybe, um, you know, when the tower card comes up, okay, you know, where did I read someplace that the tower is like the rotten tooth that's going to infect the whole body? And does it hurt to have a toothache? Absolutely. And does it suck to have to get the tooth pulled out of your head? Yes, it hurts and it costs money and we hate it. But if it was left there, it could literally kill you. So that's the tower card. It's like getting rid of that thing that is, um, that you're holding on to, usually out of fear, but you need to let go of it so that you can live a bigger life, a healthier life, a more joyful life. So that's what's going to happen to you. I mean, if you have what, I mean, we all have relationship issues, don't we? I mean, I think that we do. I feel sure of it. So whatever yours are, um, you know, even though this is the best relationship you've ever been in, this is still the closest you've ever come to moving in with a partner. So it might be really, um, it might be really challenging. And, and I don't know what form that will take. Um, with the moon card, I, I'm really bummed that that comes after the tower because it just means that like, it's going to be a hard tower for you. There's going to be a lot of unknowns and that's going to be very stressful for you. Please take care of yourself. Please stay in touch with um, other people who are not your partner, you know, people that you're leaving behind, people in other places, reach out, um, don't isolate. Sometimes with the moon, we just kind of want to hide in our anxiety. Don't do it. I do want to tell you that your final card, um, I mean, the moon's kind of your final card, but then I flipped the deck over because I really wanted to see what the card on the very bottom of the deck was. I felt like it would have a message and it does. It's the Aeon, whole new beginning. You're going to be a different person when you walk through this. I mean, you know, you're worrying about your relationship changing. You're going to change. You're going to be a different person. Um, and I think you're going to be an, an even more awesome person than you already are. Um, because I feel very um, attached to that virtue card. And I really love the Aeon card too. You know, the Aeon card, sometimes we feel over our head with the Aeon. Like, I'm not ready for this next level, but we are. We just only have to take it a step at a time. So, oh, geez, I am really sorry that this is a hard um joyful change and not just a purely joyful change, but do, do remember that virtue card. Okay. All right. Yikes. Whew. All right. Who we have in here? Who do we have here in the room? Kiana, I am calling on you. Hello. Oh my God. Your profile picture is so funny, Kiana. Hi. Hello. How can the tarot help you tonight? Um, well, I just posted in the comments. Um, I'm actually going to make a game about the Salem wish trials. You are? Yeah, because I, I just went to school and they, like, they gave me a project to make. So that's what I decided to make it uh -huh. after. Oh my gosh, that's an incredible idea. I love that. I know. I, I'm just like, the question I want is like, I'm not really sure what to name it. Because like the plot line is like, the, I'm the, you're going to play as the man and he's going to go crazy like in the forest because his wife died over it. <laughs> oh, Whoa, that's really intense. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a horror game, but I'm really excited for it. So do you have any like little ideas for names that are sort of rumbling in your mind? Um, right now, I'm just, I've just been calling it like 1692, but I'm not sure if I like that name. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, let me pull some cards on 1692 since it is one that you have. Um, okay. No, it's not right. I didn't think so either. I wasn't really liking it. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, there's something there. You got two good cards, but you got the three of swords. So that's a big like. Mm. Um, hmm. Well, I mean, I'm trying to think how the tarot can help you without you already having a few ideas. Um, obviously, listeners, especially you guys in the chat, if you want to make some suggestions to Kiana, what should she call her witch video game in which you play as a Puritan man whose wife has been unfalsely uh, murdered for, quote, witchcraft, and then you go crazy in the forest. Um, name it after a card. That's what I am looking at. We got the ace of discs. We got the six of discs, success. <laughs> we have the knight of wands. I mean, what I'm taking from this, Kiana, is that this is a cool project. You know, the ace of discs is really exciting. It really is about like the beginning of a new project, you know, something you can kind of put your hands on. Um, and then the success card. Whoa, that's really wonderful. And the Knight of Wands, like you're inspired, you're doing this. Um, I feel like you have Knight of Wands energy about it, that you're just jumping up into it. Um, if you have um, any other ideas, I'll pick a card on it. But otherwise, I would sit back and enjoy all of these amazing suggestions that are like suddenly flooding the the, uh, the chat. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Wow. That's so cool. You guys, people make video games. That's awesome. I love that. Um, it makes me think also of that. Um, oh, the wife's name's Purity. Oh, I love that. Like, what's a good pilgrim name? I don't know. Hazel's Purity. <laughs> oh my gosh. Or like somebody who was like, you could do it in honor of one of the women who really were, you know, killed in the witchcraft trials of, I mean, God, which one? I'm guessing Hester's. Um, I'm guessing it's based on Salem just because we're in the U.S., but obviously they were witch trials all over Europe um, and here. All right. Let's see what we got here for a question. Oh, and may I recommend the movie The Witch if you haven't already seen it? If you like a horror, a horror film and you like witchcraft, it's so good. And if you like that, that actress who was on The Queen's Gambit, she's the star of it with her, her wild eyeballs. I love her. Okay, let me see. I'm wondering about if I made the right move to New York, but there's still a lingering question about Los Angeles. I'm just not totally feeling in my power as a creative, and I struggled so much with the choice. Is this something I need to change within myself, or do I need to pursue L.A.? I don't have a clear opportunity and I have more connections in New York, which is why I chose it. So I'm just wanting some clarity because I've been having a lot come up around if I made the right decision. I'm just feeling burned out on work and want to be fully in my power as a creative. Oof. Yes, that is that sounds really hard. Um, there's a little bit more. There's a postscript. If it's possible to add to that, I'm working on a few projects and maybe they're attached to how I'm feeling. Books that haven't been published yet, some film projects in the early works, and then an old film idea that got painful and I let go of pursuing and acting in my own work too. Okay, wow, there's a lot going on here. Um, there's a lot going on here. So first I'm going to see what does it look like for, for this person, for our querent, to stay in New York City. I mean, I don't, I don't know what, what's the word on New York, you guys? I know when I moved to Los Angeles from San Francisco, people were like, you've got to give it, what is it, like five years in L.A.? Um, and I did, and I love it here so much. What is, 
how many years do you got to give New York, you know? Um, and then you can make it anywhere because you've made it there, et cetera, et cetera. So let's see what, what New York looks like. If you stick around, New York builds character. Okay. So I'm picking three cards on New York. And now, yeah, what about LA, you know? I mean, the harder path isn't always the best path, you know? Five years is a long time. Yeah, no kidding. Five years is a long time. Yet it went by fairly fast, I must say. But what is a... What does Los Angeles look like if you come back, you dipped your toes in New York, you won't be the first very talented and strong and interesting person to dip their toes in New York and leave. It is not for everyone, you know? Let's see if it's for you. Ooh, seven of discs. This is New York. Failure. Yikes. The priestess and the queen of wands. Wow. That's really interesting. You ask, is this something I need to change in myself? The answer might be yes. I want to compare it with New York, but the answer real, oh, I mean, I want to compare it with LA where do not go back to LA. That bridge is burnt. You got the tower for LA. And then you got a couple court cards that I feel like whatever about, you know, you got the Knight of Swords and the Queen of Discs. She's great, right? Of course she is. But I'm really interested in how you got the high priestess um, for New York because you're asking this question like, is this something internal? Is this an inside job, right? Is the problem with New York or is the problem with me? And, you know, seeing that like you're having, you have so many projects in the work and you abandoned one that got painful. This is making me think, looking at the, this sequence of cards, failure, the priestess and the queen of wands, that there is some sort of internal reckoning that would really, it'd really be good for you to get really down with yourself and, and do some facing of some fears here. Um, you know, if you're not, you can get in your creative power, okay? Um, there's the queen of wands. She's 100% in her power. Let me go from, from A to C here, okay? The first card, failure, that's an interesting card because really what happens with the seven of discs, the failure card, is that there is a pause, right? There's a pause and you're experiencing that pause in New York. Like things aren't really blowing up right now, right? And in the pause, that that um, everything gets filled with anxiety, worst case scenarios, um, and just a lot of dread, okay? So you have this dread, but then you have the high priestess here being like, let's look at this. Let's like pick this apart, Um Let's figure out like, you know, where, you know, your, your power is in you. You bring it wherever you go, right? I understand that different cities are conducive to, to different things for sure. But like, I think that you can get in your power in New York, but it's going to take a little like deep digging into your psyche. You know, the priestess is the guard of our subconscious. So like, what's back there? What's holding you back? Last card, queen of wands. She's amazing. She is this, I love her backstory, you guys. She is, um... She's been through a lot. She's kind of been through hell, but it has made her so strong, so resilient and really unbreakable, okay? So she's offering you her power. And the thing about her is she wears all of her like rough times on her sleeve. She's like, yeah, look what I've been through. I'm not ashamed of it. Like it's made me who I am. And she's like a banner for other people who um, who are also maybe struggling and can look towards her and say like, oh, wow, she did it. I can do it too, so not only do I think this is like future you in New York City, I'm also wondering, is there somebody around you in New York that has maybe what you want? Either she's got an attitude that you want, she's got work that you want, she's got a life that you want, um, and is a positive sort of person that, you know, is accessible. I would reach out to her. I am really getting a sense that that Queen of Wands, you know, it's you, but it's also somebody who, um, who kind of 
has what you're looking for. Now, I do want to not to spend too much time, but how can I not pull some cards on these things, right? Okay, books that haven't been published yet. What does what are these books like? Is one of them at least um, something that you should be giving energy to, right? Um, just because they're not published, I mean, that doesn't mean anything. You know, what do they need? An edit? They need some love and care. They need to be tidied up. They need to be shown to some friends. They need to be looked at, you know, by an editor, by an agent. Who knows? What if you get a little plan together for these books? I want to see what, if that's where you can find that creative strength that you're craving, right? Okay. And now film projects in the early works. What do these look like for you? So they're still in the early works. So it doesn't look like they've, um, they've disappointed you yet, or, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I love when projects are in the early works. It's so inspiring. <laughs> it's, it's when it gets harder when you have to stick with it, right? So, you know, what about sticking with some of these film projects that are in the early works? What will that bring you? Pulling some cards. And I'm very curious about this old film idea that got painful and then you let go of it. I mean, gosh, honestly, it seems like if it provoked such a strong reaction in you, there's probably something there. Um, Oh, Shelby is saying also to any writers, wait, what is that? What is that? You don't need a publisher. Self-publishing your own book is incredibly easy. Okay. And uh, there's going to be a link shared if anyone's an aspiring writer. I love that, Shelby. Thank you um, for putting that up there. I used to do zines before there was like Amazon and it was incredibly empowering to know that, um, you know, I didn't need to wait for somebody's approval to get my work out into the world. And you guys don't either. Nobody does. All right, so here is three cards on the painful project. Okay, writing. Okay, writing looks good. Is it super easy? No, of course not. It's a pain in the ass. It's actually quite hard writing writing a book, um, but you can do it and you should do it. Your first card is the Eight of Wands. So it's swiftness. It's uh, Mercury and Sagittarius, a wonderful card for writing a book. Um, it's inspired. There's a lot there. Um, there's a lot of energy there. But then, okay, you have the prudence card, um, which is the eight of discs and it's sun in Virgo. Please make sure you're not being overly critical. Um, you know, the things that I love about the prudence card is that it's this image of a tree and the leaves were growing around these beautiful flowers. So it's like you want to protect your work, right? You want to make your work, you want to give your work everything it needs to be the best it can be. 100%. The shadow side of this card is the shadow side of, you know, sun and Virgo. And if there's any Virgos out there, I know you'll know what I'm talking about. Excessively um, fussy, excessively um, critical, you know? So you got to watch that. Um, I always, one thing I always tell writers, when you're writing, just write. Don't edit, okay? Don't edit while you write. Just sit down and let it all barf, like word barf, vomit, get it all out. Even if your brain's going, that's a stupid word. That sentence is really ridiculous and dumb. It's okay. You can be like, that's fine. That's fine. I hear you, but I'm just going to write this dumb, you know, this dumb sentence right now. Um, the writer Anne Lamott says, you have to write your shitty first draft. And she's totally right. So you don't, you want to let that prudence card um, help you with strategizing. It can be really good for like, you know, putting together a nice schedule for when you'll write and making sure you stick with it but you don't want to um, let it, you know, interfere with the creative writing. Once you're all done and you have, you know, your book finished, then let, let, let it go at it. And maybe you're there. Maybe it is ready for an edit, in which case, please stick that Sun and Virgo on it. Your final card, Seven of Wands. 
uh, Mars in Leo valor. So this means like it's a little bit of a struggle, but it's a noble struggle and it's a beautiful struggle. And you're going to come out on top. Um, that's the message of the seven of wands in the top deck. You know, it is a battle, but you win it. So do that. Okay, please. And now what do we have next here? We have these. Oh, gosh. Okay. It, it does really look like the film projects are a little hard, the new ones. Um, but it looks like they're a little hard because, I mean, here's the cards you got. Nine of, nine, nine of swords, cruelty. It's mostly self-cruelty. Am I right? Four of cups, luxury. Oh, it's a little like there's, it's not quite stable. Um, and then the two of swords, peace. So it looks like, you know, it's very possible for you to, gosh, I wonder if this is exactly like what happened with your other film idea. It looks like you can kind of get in your head around it and around all the unknowns, right? And about the parts of it that are maybe a little unstable. Um, and then it can kind of, you can burn yourself out that way. So try not to do that. Um, you might benefit from like some sort of meditative practice or something that clears your mind and helps bring about that two of swords, uh, moon and Libra peace card. And now what I really want to see is what are these? Oh, you got to go back to that film you abandoned. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. The very first card is the five of swords. It is defeat. Okay. So that's where you are. That's where we start the story. Um, it got painful. The defeat card is painful and you let go of pursuing it. But here's the next card. It's the Prince of Wands. And I mean, who rules like theater, drama, romance, play, art, creativity? The Prince of Wands. He's like the big Leo card. And he's just bursting um, with vibrant inspiration. Um, so I really love that. But what I really, 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 really love is your final card is the star. I just think that there's something big here for you. Go back to this old film idea reckon with how it is painful. Um, obviously, I don't want you to traumatize yourself, right? I mean, like, if you can't do it, you can't do it. Honor your own, you know, voice over me, an internet tarot reader, right? But my gut in the tarot is saying that this is something that will really benefit you to kind of like work through um, and, to, and, do, and to do the art, do the art from it. My gosh, we, you know, if you make art, it's so you're so lucky. I'm like, what, you know, what do people do? <laughs> How do people process all their like trauma without making art? I guess by maybe, you know, ingesting the art of the people who did make the art. I answered my own question. <laughs> you guys, I'm going to call somebody here in the room. I do want to say if you're new um, or if you've joined late, this is Ask the Tarot. I am Michelle T. You can listen to back episodes of this um, by going to Spotify, searching Your Magic, which is my uh, podcast, which you might enjoy. And there'll also be back episodes of Ask the Tarot. So you'll be able to uh, groove out with that, okay? Oh, wow. It's so sad that I can't read for all of you guys. I really want to. Um, I'm going to call right now. I'm, I'm just going in the order it appears to me. So Jamie is next. Jamie. Hello. Hi. Oh my gosh. Thanks for taking me. I didn't think I would get picked this week. Oh my gosh. I was just like, oh, I'll press the button. Um, anyway. Oh, I'm glad you did it. How can I help you? Well, um, you did a reading for me a few months ago um, uh -huh. about my career. And I was a middle school Spanish teacher. And, and I was okay. kind of asking you about different paths to take. Update on that. I did leave teaching and I... I took a job at a restaurant just to kind of, you know, do something in between. And recently I got a job offer to be a youth 
um, librarian, a young adult librarian. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I just wanted to uh, have a reading on how that would go. And I also applied to get my master's degree in library science. And so maybe you could pull some cards on that as well. Just kind of that situation. Yes, I will do that. Okay. So first of all, you know, what's the energy going to be around your youth librarian job? Congratulations. That is really, really cool. Um, just shuffle looking at that. Have you started already? Not yet. I still have to wait for, you know, the paperwork and uh -huh. stuff. Okay. See, what does that look like for you? Um, pulling three cards. And what does the library science degree look like for you going towards that? Okay. And now, am I right? You've applied, but have you been accepted to a program yet or you're waiting I'm for waiting that? I'm waiting for that. Yeah. Okay, cool. So what does that path look like for you? What exactly is library science, asked Hendrika. Can you explain briefly, Jamie, what library science is? Yeah, yeah. It's library and information science. So it's like information literacy, like the science of like how people receive information and um, how to disseminate information to others and things like that. You know, I got to um, be part of a, like the American Library Association conference a few years ago, right before, before the pandemic. And I was hanging out with all these librarians and I was fascinated to learn like what, you know, you, you think of a librarian, I think most people think of, you know, the, the person, you know, with the cute glasses in the, in the bun who's checking out your books for you at the library. But I was hanging out with this woman who was like a forensic librarian who was like bringing like pig carcasses to like, she was like, I, she was going to the university, she was working at the University of Texas where they like have this wild forensics lab where they study like how long it takes for insects to um, consume a pig corpse. And like that was the librarian she was. And then there was another librarian who had a big project where she was, um, you know, curating maps of fictional places. I'm like, wow, I knew librarians were cool, but I just didn't understand how vast their magic. <laughs> I didn't realize all the places it touched. Pig, pig corpses and magical places. Okay. Anyway, Jamie, this looks incredible for you. Both of these things look wonderful. For your new job, um, the first one, the first card that comes up is the Queen of Swords. She's pretty neutral. She can be a little harsh, but she's also really good for, a, you know, a librarian job because as you know, swords are air. It's communication, organization, things like that really fall under, under the air. And um, she's just sort of like sitting up on her club, getting a bird's eye view of the situation. She's a little detached. Um, she's, you know, in the context of this, she's great because she's followed by the six of discs, which is success. And we love that for a job question. You know, it's like, yes, this is a good job. This is a job that is going to make you feel good. This is a job that will take care of you. It's 100% excellent. And then your final card is the art card, um, which is a special card for the Toth deck. It's a riff on temperance, but it really is very different than the temperance card. Um, you know, it's about alchemy. It's about things coming together and creating a whole new thing. It's about two people coming together, collaborating to create art. It's really about alchemy. Um, it's about um, collaboration. It's about, you know, also transforming energy, um, you know, taking lower vibes and really making a high vibe. <laughs> so this just looks wonderful. Like, I wonder if you're going to um, really bond with some of your coworkers, maybe find some kindred spirits. And I wouldn't be surprised if you end up like, you know, working on really 
you know, brainstorming some great programs with them. Um, I'm so excited. Like I was worried at first that, you know, I don't know, because with teaching, like I did really like it and, um, you know, really had a lot of fun with it while I was doing it. But then it got to the point where I was just giving, you know, way too much of myself and it was, you know, really stressful and, um, and just really ramped up my anxiety. And so I was, and so I was kind of worried going into this job that I was like, you know, man, I really hope that I'm not just gonna, you know, like it for a while. And then it stops being new and stops being fun. And then I just give, you know, I stress out way too hard for it or something like that, you know? And so being the queen of swords makes me feel like I'm going to have kind of my head on my shoulders. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I'm also thinking that, you know, the queen of swords, I always think of her as like, she's the editor, you know, she's holding a head in one hand and a sword in the other. And she's, she's firing people. She's making edits. And it sounds like this job came to you as a result of the edits you were making in your life. You're like, I don't, you know, I can't have this teaching job. It's taking too much out of me. You know, it's triggering anxiety. So you made some choices and some changes and now you've brought yourself into this gorgeous situation. So I think she means that as well. And now for going back to school, the very first card you have is the virtue card which remember that came up earlier and it's the one that I think of as the baby universe card. Um, Yes, you did the right thing. That is absolutely a great place for your energy. That is where you belong. Um, Your next card is the eight of wands, swiftness, Um, Mercury in Sagittarius. My guess is that you're going to find out kind of quickly about it. And this plan, it's already in motion. Like this aspect of your destiny is, is already rolling forward. And then your final card is the knight of cups. And you know, he is the chivalrous love knight. You know, he's a cancer. So he's making an offering of love. And it's like, I think that you are really going to love this. I think that this is something that's really going to feed a lot of different aspects of your psyche. And um, it's something that you can really pledge yourself to. Um, So yeah, this just looks really beautiful. Um, You might, you know, if you're an anxious person, you still might have that anxiety kind of like rise up at, you know, at, at different points. It's, you know, obviously it's, it's, um, you know, a- anxiety can be so biological, but you're doing all the right things. So if you do feel any anxiety or have any worry, it's just part of being human, you know, or you can deal with it, however, but it's not um, as a result of these choices. These are great choices for you. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Like this is like all the validation I needed. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're so welcome. Congratulations on your wedding. I said it in the chat earlier, but like, it looks like you had a Barbie dream wedding. I did. It was awesome. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. Bye-bye. Oh my God, you guys, I'm like a 51 year old, like feminist. I can't tell you how many people are like, you had a Barbie wedding. And I was like, I know I did have a Barbie wedding and it was amazing. It was like totally, totally my, uh, my Barbie dream wedding. (laughs) Oh my God, Tony, what is Tony telling? Yes, I do. I have an archive in the San Francisco library. I don't know why I said that they can't open the archives until after I'm dead. I think there might be some nudes in there. I think that's why that happened. Um, okay, let me see. I Listen, this is like a really cute little question. Um, it says, quick question. I am a Taurus with two people in my life I'm contemplating a future with. An Aquarius, previous relationship of two years, but now we're in separation. And a Scorpio, we've only met online and have never had the chance to meet like, meet yet. 
What might my outcome look like with each? Oh my God. Taurus, you are some buck wild Taurus. You're like, I'm contemplating a future with a Scorpio I've only ever met online. OMG, Taurus. Way to, way to uh, disprove astrology in a single question. Okay, let me see. Let me see. Forget the other sign. Jasmine, that other sign happens to be my sign, the Aquarius. It's like Aquarius versus Scorpio. No, I'm kidding. I actually love Scorpios so much. Um, I think that Scorpios and Aquariuses are great friends. All right. So let's see. Previous relationship, the Aquarius. Uh, you're, you're separated. You've been together for two years. What does it look like if uh, you try to move into the future with this person? What if you're like, you know something? I choose you. Let's, let's you know, reconcile. Let's figure this out. Okay. Final shuffle, pulling three cards. Or <laughs> how about... I don't know if you are even real or if I'm about to become a, a character on Catfish. Um, but let's see. Uh, let's, let's, you know, meet each other in real life and start planning our future, <laughs> Scorpio. All right. What's up with the Scorpio that you're having? Uh, Scorpio internet intrigue. What does it look like? Okay. This is my final shuffle for the Scorpio, and then we will compare and we will contrast. Okay. Okay, Aquarius, interesting. Oh, God damn it. You guys, you're supposed to be with the Scorpio. <laughs> this is wild. I mean, God, this, the cards, they came up for the Aquarius. Jasmine's like, I'm sorry, I don't believe this that the Scorpio is real. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh my God. Real or not, I'll get to it. But let me let me talk about the Aquarius first. Um, it looks beautiful. It looks like it's not without its challenges. Um, there is something about this connection where maybe there's a part of you, a part of you doesn't feel seen in this relationship. Um, but there's also all these great things. You've got the success card, the six of discs, like. There's a lot of joy. You can build a life with this person. Um, they're grounded. You guys ground each other in different ways. Um, it's also the two of wands, dominion, Mars in Aries. I mean, that's really on fire. Like maybe there's some passion here, shared interests, hot sex. Um, you know, it, it's funny. It's like you do get to be yourself on some level, but then the glitch in the works is the eight of cups, indolence, right? Saturn and Pisces. Like, there's just something either, something you're not expressing, something you're not doing with the Aquarius, you know? There's something about this connection where something um, gets neglected. Maybe it's the bills. I don't know. Maybe it's an aspect of who you are. Maybe it's, you know, an ambition. But it seems, you know, it seems <laughs> if the Scorpio, if the ridiculous Scorpio intrigue cards weren't so freaking incredible, I would say... You can work with that, you know? It just is going to take work. But guess what? Welcome to relationships. They take work. Oh, here we go. Over here with uh, the Scorpio, though. Let me just tell you, the centerpiece card for the Scorpio is the freaking universe, okay? So yes, um, whether this person is real or whether you're supposed to end up as, you know, on a, on a catfish segment, if that's the case, then it was your destiny 
and quite important in a way for you to end up on catfish. That's the only thing, you know, as a tarot reader, I had to come up with my own philosophy of like, why sometimes does the tarot tell you to do things that seem totally insane? You know, why? Um, You know, one answer would be because it's not real, but I think the tarot is real. I really do. So I think that, you know, life often wants us to go in a really counterintuitive um, and like not necessarily the, safe, the, the tried and true safe route. It wants us to do some crazy stuff sometimes. And you should meet this Scorpio. Your other uh, cards are the art card, which like legit is a marriage card, okay? And it's definitely about two energies, two people coming together and creating big energy together. It's a really hot card. It's Sagittarius. Um, and then your final one is the Princess of Cups, which is this really beautiful, emotionally ready, emotionally um, insightful card where you're like, hello, come into my life. I'm ready to receive you. So I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you guys, what what is this? Please, please don't sue me if you go after the, if you do go after the uh, Scorpio and it turns out, you know, they're actually like, a Gemini or something, you know, I'm just, I'm just reading the cards here. I'm reading the cards. Okay. Um, let me see. I can do one more incredibly quick one. Shelby, you're on. Let's do a lightning round. Okay. Absolutely. I'll make it very short. Um, should I start planning, um, to move anytime soon? Um, I'm kind of thinking like LA, otherwise I'm in Ohio. Um, and I just was thinking somewhere warmer. (laughs) Somewhere warmer, maybe LA. What does it look like if you start really putting that plan together right now? By the way, congratulations. Thank you for picking on me. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for being so active in the chat. I really appreciate it. Oh, gosh. I do think you're supposed to move, Shelby, but I don't think you're supposed to move right now. There's something about it that's not right. Um, You got the love card is the first one, the two of cups. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm taking that as a, like, a yes, you know, like you do, you are being really drawn to a warmer place, to a different place. Um, and that would be good for you. But then you get the seven of wands, valor, and the 10 of wands, oppression. So, you know, I always say the tarot is about like right now. It's not, you know, you can always ask again later with the tarot. Um, I would wait for some, some things to settle. Like maybe you want to, um, are you, are you are you waiting for anything? Yeah, I need to save more money. My husband okay. um, is just starting to transition. So we're starting to go through all that. All right. Well, yeah, save up some money. Know that this is in your future, but you don't need to know where yet. Um, because I think that if you were to like start doing it now, you're going to hit some sort of obstacle that's going to make you be like, why the hell did I start doing this? Look at, there's so many people that are lobbying for you to come to their state, though. It's really cute. (laughs) Oh, thank you. All right, you guys. I have to go because I have a reading. Not a tarot reading. I have a literary reading because, you know, I'm also a writer. And if you happen to be in the L.A. area, um, come on down to the Oracle Tavern. I'm going to be in this really fun reading called Something Something. I'm reading um, with the poet Morgan Parker. Those of you guys who uh, love poetry know that she's the biggest genius. And those of you who listen to my Your Magic podcast may have heard her as a really fun guest talking about Sagittarian stelliums. (laughs) So, um, So yeah, there's my plug for my reading. And now I'm going to go. Thank you guys so much. And I will see you 
next week where I will be, where I will be um, doing tarot live from Disney World. Please don't hate me. I know they really effed up because they give to, they're a giant corporation. They're giving too much of their money to too many asshole politicians in Florida. And they, they really need to repair what they did for queers and trans people in Florida. But I got these tickets way before this happened. Who would have ever known that this, this, this horrible thing would have happened with Florida? Well, I guess we all should have known that all these horrible things would have happened with Florida, but I'm taking, I'm taking my hubby and my kid there for a spring break. So I'll be doing tarot from like a little table somewhere in the magic kingdom. Pray for me. Okay. Love you guys. See you soon. Bye-bye. I'm going to, I'm going to be extra gay. I'm going to come back gayer than ever. Okay. Promise. Hi friends. Remember to catch Ask the Tarot live every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern on Spotify Greenroom. Join me for a journey through the cycles of life, love, and aspiration in real time. Just download the Spotify Greenroom app, sign up for free, or use your Spotify login to join the conversation. You'll be able to hear live readings, meet super interesting people, and even ask questions of your own. Download Spotify Greenroom for free today and join Ask the Tarot Live every Thursday.